our Christine Shan ended up uh, with the medallion, finding it having been heavenly bestowed on her nearly two decades ago. What is your average day like? What, what, what's, a, what's a day in the life of Sonichu like? This body is literally immortal. It's living for thousands of years. What happens to all of us when the dimensions merge? Does anything change for us? He wanted to know how you deal with, with the hate and not just, you know, blocking people, but how you deal with it mentally. I would love to hear your perspective on that original sonic design that came out. All right, so uh, we'll get you out on this last question. It's one that we ask every single one of our guests. So here it is, Sonic Chu. What is your fursona? Hey, welcome to the Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. This is the home of Make Something Mean Something. We are live on Discord with all of our great patrons, our $2 tots, our dumpster crew, our infantry, our lustrous, illustrious baby gang. And uh, as always, I'm here with Matthew Tabor, who will intro our guest. We're really excited about this guest uh, because we've tried for a couple months to get a hold of her, uh, and we finally have. Every civilization has its defining epic hero, uh, those personas who enthrall us with unique exploits and who traverse the singularly difficult problems of existence, and through whose struggles and triumphs we see a little bit of the best of ourselves. The Greeks had Achilles. The Greeks and the Romans had Aeneas. The Britons had King Arthur. Citizens of the internet have Mrs. Christine Weston Chandler. Christine is the creator of Sonichu, a hybrid species of electric hedgehog Pokemon inspired by Sonic the Hedgehog and Pikachu that started as a simple comic and has over the last 13 years of public consciousness expanded into an entire complex universe. And as we'll find out even beyond as Sonichu now exists in other dimensions, Christine has been known online as CWC, Chris Chan and Christian. And her own evolution is so packed full of details that one YouTube creator has a perpetual documentary series called Chris Chan, a comprehensive history consisting of 40 minute episodes. Just two weeks ago, episode 44 in that series was released. Christine may be the most tracked figure on the internet, and that has led to over a decade of doxing, trolling, and harassment on a nearly unfathomable scale. She's faced shocking adversity, including unfortunate incidents at a GameStop, identity theft, the death of her father, Bob, and her house, and nearly all possessions being destroyed by fire. Yet, Christine has rebuilt, she continues to create, and she continues to evolve. Now, uh, Christine, what would you like us to call you? Uh, can you can you tell us name and gender so that we get it right through the rest of the episode? Uh, yes, this you have the body of Christine Chandler, also known as Chris Chan you here. But as y'all might have gotten a memo on Twitter more than six months ago, uh, she and I you the prime of our species, literally swap bodies. So. You got me, you who can speak on behalf of Mama and her memories. But yeah, essentially, just want to make that clear that you're talking to you not not uh, Chris Chan right now. But eventually, she will be able to be back with y'all very soon, personally, and be able to do these interviews herself. And anyway, so you can still use female pronouns heavily, all things considered. Just uh, wanted to make that clear. Okay, excellent. So uh, can you... Can you tell us how Sonichu began? How did this happen for you? When did you start that? And how did the idea even come up? Well, to Mama, from her perspective, she essentially discovered me about a few years in advance on uh, March 2000 at Manchester High School while uh, taking her computer graphics class and wanted a unique OC or, or original character. And, you know, she 
She is a fan of uh, Sonic and uh, Pokemon, among other, among other things. So, yeah. And copyright characters, but we're not allowed on that CD cover, so, so she pulled me forward. And I have been insisting for a long time now, but in 2000, I was still a Pikachu. Because I was born in, like, April 1992, and I uh, just saw that. And then the events of Station Square didn't happen until, like, February 2003. So, along with everything and so forth. So, yeah, then, yeah, Senpai hit me with the, hit me with the Super Sonic, Sonic form and the Chaos Emerald Energy, and everything happened. The Chaos, Chaos Rainbow with me on one end and Rosie on the other, and a lot of it, a bunch of it has been chronicled by Mama and her books and everything. And then so much more has not yet been chronicled yet but it will be she just has to catch up and her her abilities are fully awakened and able she'll be able to do this like within light speed time you know she'll be able to stop time all around her and actually catch up on all this on all this documenting and everything and that'll be awesome but right now as it stands she presently has uh around 14 or so books out and then some with the individual drawings and and pieces and whatnot and all the other nitbits and everything, so forth, yada, yada, yada. And those are available to people, aren't they, uh, online? Yeah, mostly. We're, uh, working, we're working with uh, new with our new allies and business people to get the books more publicly available. So, that, so that's the thing. Plus also reproduction of uh, replica medallions made from a mold yeah. of the OG one right here. Oh, that is the OG? That's the OG medallion? Well, not the very first one that was made back in the early 2000s since uh, that fell to the fake of fate of Blanca Weiss. But, you know, this is the third one, and it's been it's been sticking around maintaining the history and everything and constantly being upgraded, even to the point of having the Megastone in it. Wow. What does I, the, I see. What does the Megastone <laughs> what, do? What's the Megastone for? You know, we saw shoes and rose shoes. We have, we have a Mega Evolve form. Okay, and the, the Megastone we, helps... The evolution, yeah, the temporary mega evolution. Um, when, when, so, wh- what gave you the idea for the medallion? Was that something you had seen someplace else, and you decided, you know, I should make a Sonic Chu medallion? Because I see you, you're wearing one, and then there's another one behind you right now. So, uh, that's uh, one. Of, that's one a fan made and delivered to me. It's got a big old hunk of metal inside, and I surrounded that uh, metal with the uh, mild magic to. Make it a bit more like, you know, hey, it can hang around there. Mm-hmm. But just props to the people who made it. So what was the origin of the medallion? How did you uh, come up with that idea? Well, this noggin literally has the eternal, all of its life it's had linked to literally our sister dimension of, you know, I suppose this one we're in right now, this is 1218. Our dimension where the majority of us OCs and FCs, you know, fictional characters, we reside in this dimension. It's called c Sent. We are literally just, we stand and walk and talk right next to y'all, and yet y'all don't notice us, but except for the very creative and psychically able, they can see through the Iron Curtain as the dimensional divide and hear and talk to us, even from like, you know, we're like met right next to each other, or even from a great distance with a bit of telepathy. And uh, Mama's had that all her life, and she was able to uh, link with her self-counterpart, our uh, her, our. Christine Chan, as uh, she's known nowadays, to differentiate from Chris Chan right here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, hang on. All right, but uh, So, anyway, so she knows that uh, our Christine Chan ended up uh, with a medallion, finding it having been heavenly just bestowed upon her like nearly two decades ago from, from now. And so she so it essentially is like a magical piece that needs to be activated. And thus it was had thus it was taken to that cave as uh, chronicled in that in that book I believe it's uh, book two and thus its powers activated and uh, as Christine Chan was also literally half Sonichu coming from the Kiai Rainbow it awakened her Sonichu form for the first time so that's where that's where Mama got the idea literally from her self counterpart there and uh, yeah she's this is literally half Sonichu half human as well so eventually. This thing's got to transform from this six-foot-tall human to a three-foot-five-tall, not counting the seven-inch ears, Sanchu form. Okay, can you can you tell me a little bit more about the the book process? Because I'm really interested in that. Um, you've been working with other people I, to to get your books published. How's that been going? The uh, 
publishing the book process. Um, yeah, for a while we've been uh, printing through Lulu.com, but trolls and haters found a way to just go in and uh, essentially just rat just rat out and be and be like, you know, hey, this is a bunch of fan fiction, and Lulu was like, we don't do fan fiction, and then. But for a while, we were able to work around that with uh, an alternate title and just keeping it to ourselves to uh, be privately printed. But yeah, obviously, we want to get the books publicly printed and available in bookstores and all that. So that's still in, that's in the process, and we're making good progress there on that. But before that, uh, Mama had hand-drawn every single page, colored and written, and uh, then obviously scanned the pages, worked in Photoshop to change the text around and obviously there's a few misspellings in there i mean shoot you didn't have an editor (laughs) it happens there are always going to be the little imperfections on that kind of thing yeah and then for for a limited time she literally had these she printed the pages out on the eight and a half by eleven paper sheets and just like you know printed them out cut them out and stable together make these little books and obviously that was a real limited run for like first four or five or so of the books. They're definitely better off to be full-size graphic no- novels, like, you know, typical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about the cards? I also saw that you had... Did you make cards? Oh, yeah. Mama's made uh, home, homemade Pokemon cards featuring me and also a bunch of other Pokemon that uh, she's discovered that literally are in the Pokedex entries that are well above 900. Uh, Science Shoe Species takes up entry number 982. And the rose juice take up 979, obviously, with the uh, Rosies and the Vamprosas, and then the Sonnies and the Metonics in the numbers, respectively, from 978 to 983. Mm-hmm. They don't do uh, separate numbers for mega forms. Obviously, it just goes within our numbers. So it's like, you know, you want to find the uh, Ultra Sonichu, which is the mega form, you, uh, it's right there in 982. And of course, I know that. Oh, go on. So, yeah, she, she made those cards, and uh, she also made a few homemade Animal Crossing cards featuring us, uh, just for the hell of it, and also a few Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then more recently, uh, before she and I buy swap, she made the, the cards of us, and, like, you know, just a whole range of cards for, as a whole expan- whole major expansion for the pre-existing game, Twilight Sparkles Secret Ship Fic Folder, which so- essentially is a card game with shipping with shipping ponies and other creatures and so forth. I mean, using pony is a neutral term, essentially, because it's originally it's based on the uh, G4 My Little Pony, which that mm-hmm. is still going on for another five seasons. <laughs> Excellent. And you, uh, you're you uh, pretty involved in the My Little Pony community, right? Uh, yeah, Mama's become a bit more and more involved. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. she, she's dipped her feet into being very involved with the uh, Bronies and Sisters. Uh, she wasn't. She tried doing it with the like anime conventions, but she just didn't feel like it was uh, her niche at that point. I mean, eventually, come? we might what get happens? her into. Like, we might get her at a Sonic convention or two, or even a Transformers convention like BotCon or something. But until then, uh, we always have had. We always have BronyCon, and then eventually, when I go after I go back in time, I can go back and we we will, we will have BabsCon twenty twenty. Back in last April. What what didn't you like about the Brony convention or the My Little Pony convention? What, why did, was that not fun? I'd say that was not fun. I mean, we had lots of fun at the Brony conventions. Oh, I okay. mean, if there was anything that might have been awkward, it's just, you know, just the first time going to a Brony, going to a Brony con and uh, just, you know, not knowing what was going to happen, what was going to happen at that time. But then uh, everybody was just so kind and considerate and nice. I mean, the Brony community is really, really awesome. Oh, really? I mean, that's, and that's, and that's aside from the very few, like, you know, one or two or so, you know, perverts. I mean, shoot. They're just, I mean, shoot. Among them, they're like just people who don't know better how to socialize or they just act on the wrong instincts and impulses. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can be taught better, obviously. And, you know, I'm not going to judge them one way or the other, and Mama wouldn't either. But, I mean... They do wrong by everyone's judgment. I just, I, tr- I mean, I just gotta stand back and let that fall, let those pieces fall as they may. Mm. But yeah, there was uh, also invasion uh, of privacy only, invasion of personal space only once, and that's that's pretty much that's pretty minor nowadays. 
Right. It's still, it's still unwelcome. Uh, once is once too many, but, but it, it could be worse. Um, yeah, so, like every, uh, like yeah. the, all the online trolling and the haters and all those theoretical exes of the past. And that's a yes. whole, oh, other kettle of fish right there. Yes. Uh, I have a question when, uh, or how rather, how did mama realize that this whole situation was so much more complex than it seemed? How did, how did mama figure this out? Mama has a very tearful perception that's pretty much default to hers and it, and it links with her instincts and her psychic senses and everything. So it's like, um, in a one, in one way it can be complex, but yet it's, uh, like, you know, comfortable, but if it's so complex, yet there's el- yet there's elements that would not be very good to her at that point, then she would back out. But on the, uh, on the, fr- on the fronts here with, on everything with Ronnie Khan and everything, it was mostly good. So she jumped right in despite all the complexities and figured and learned along the way. She's a pretty quick study. It's like having a sometimes slow and, uh, sometimes slow mental, ha- mental handicap, but really it's a very very fast processor especially at especially when it works with all the uh, psychic powers and everything it just goes like <laughs> really fast like speed and and you know it's just like so much hidden hidden power and ability that it's just becoming slowly more and more and more tangible in this dimension yeah so and you yeah. know i oh, i um i have some some experience being uh known online and and having a little bit of experience with trolls but Really, really nothing to the degree that you have. I mean, it's it's very famous. A lot of people know about your history with, uh, and Matt mentioned it in the intro, uh, just years and years of kind of being targeted and the doxing and the the exes and everything. And how, how have you been able to handle that? How have you been able to bounce back over the years and, and still create online and still want to make more stuff online, uh, having been subjected to that stuff over the years? One moment and one day at a time. One moment, one day, one minute, one second, one hour, one whatever word have you. One moment at a time. And yes, I did use telekinesis to push this dice off my hardly moving fingers. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if anybody's listening, they just missed uh, Sonic Chu had some dice and then uh, was able to move the dice uh, using only her mind. And there it goes again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Sonic Chu, I have a question about about your life. What what did you do before before you swapped with Mama? What was your life like? Well. It was really drastic after my life as a simple Pikachu for, what, 11 years, nearly 11 years mm-hmm. or so. But then after my event with, after, after the collision with Sonic and everything, I had to pick myself up from scratch and figure myself out. But then, then faithfully, a week after, I found I made my way from Rhode Island to Virginia and uh, met Rosie and Gal. And uh, they, were helped me, they were able to help me figure myself out now. And since Rosie was really having a tough time figuring herself out because she didn't know her electrical powers were not as much going out of her cheeks but moreover coming out of her hands and, and her tail and even her and even her wheels at, the, at that time she just had to really figure herself out she didn't even know she had mock speed until that fate jim paddle and quickville against uh, christine chan and yeah it's just a whole bunch of surprises on the way but yeah after the after the events with the uh, shopping mall and everything getting all that settled where Hey, Cal and Christine Chan ended up uh, discovering the science species and got famous in the Pokédex for all that. Because that's a whole, there's a whole difference between what you know in video game, in your video games as opposed to what really happens in C-197 on how Pokédex entries get uh, entered and everything. There's, like, you can even enter blank fields and, like, you know, hey, Cal discovered the uh, Rosie Rose after she got transformed from being a, from being a Raichu. She was born and she was born a male Pichu. And she was a and she was a male Raichu, and she had both parts post transformation to Rose to a Rose Chu form. So there's that. Oh, and then Rose Chu Rose Chu had both both genitalia. Rose Chu did after the transformation. Yeah, but okay. the, um, the, the, the but the male part was uh, was really hurting her closer to 2008 because it was slowly becoming more and more disabled. So 
obviously that got removed. But then she gave, but then she was able to give birth to our our three girls, Sarah, Christine, and Roberta, which that's an awesome thing. So we had our developmental adventures. We helped defend the city after coming back home, and Kale continued on her Pokemon journey as well. Rosie and I uh, lived in and helped uh, defend the city and everything, and got to know Magic Chan and everyone else. And Magic Chan really helped me a lot in my mental training and development because I needed to know everything as much as possible to be the le- to be pretty much the leader of our groups and, and the leader of our entire species. Since between Rosie and I, we are literally the primes of our species. And uh, so, yeah, we fought against like the likes of uh, Marilyn Walsh and Count Graduan and the fleet of mind-controlled jerk cops and uh, even the uh, robotic ones since they ran out of zombies to work with. Go figure. <laughs> but then, uh, by the it, way, we also, and, and, and then obviously we dealt with, we had to fight with the likes of Dr. Eggman and Giovanni and even Bowser and uh, among the other, among other villains. Uh, even had a scruff or two with uh, freaking Aiken, the uh, psychic Russian billionaire and his spiel. And then, don't get me started on the idea, guy. He had to bring in the mm-hmm. freaking Nazis, and then Mama had to undo that with her reality stone in the class ring. And <sighs> that was a major thing, really major. I don't want to go into that. It's just, whoo, good grief. A <laughs> bunch of good grief right there. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, what what intrigues me about it is like you, you mentioned a few people. Uh, I think uh, well, Mary Lee Walsh. Uh, she was affiliated with uh, the college that you went to a long time ago. Is that the right person? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yes and no because we're talking about the Mary Lee Walsh in C one nine seven, who is the Lair South counterpart to the Mary Lee Walsh here in twelve eighteen. They both attended to. They both were the deans of student services at their respective Piedmont Virginia Community Colleges, but. Uh, her counterpart in C197 was more magically inclined and met uh, Count Graduan and all that happened. And just, you know, that and just so she separated, she ended up getting fired from the, the originally actual Piedmont Virginia Community College. And uh, just so she went out on her own, though she ended up possessing everyone in the, bu- in the building at that time originally. But then eventually she finally got booted out of the building with uh, Christine Chan's abilities and whatnot end up having to relocate so there's that differences between your boring dimension here are considerably boring with what you could consider a lack of magic but there's still lots of magic in this dimension uh versus the excessive amounts of magic in c197 very much a thing further can i uh back up one second about um the my little pony uh brony stuff i'm very interested in i i don't know much about that scene um i've never watched this show before i'd love if you could just expand upon a little bit uh what it is that uh you like about the show uh what it is that the the community does is it just a celebration of that program and you talk about the episodes or, or what what's it like to be part of the brony and uh what did you say Sisters community yeah okay well with the brony community it's pretty much a celebration well, not only of the show, but I mean, obviously, that's the uh, central thing where everybody who goes bonds over, whether it be G4 or even G1 and the other generations as well. And it's more about the, uh, the, all the peoples and individuals who have come to uh, realize and learn of the values of friendship and how magic it is and everything. And then some with uh, their own individual perspectives and interpretations and whatnot. And then it's and everybody being able to collaborate and get along as well as possible, even at points analyzed. But I mean, pretty much uh, MLP is uh, definitely a very good conversation. I mean, everything that happens in Equestria, which, by the way, it's essentially a separate pan- planet from Earth and C One Nine Seven. Obviously, I mean, you, I mean, you have like you know the, their the ponies have their human counterparts in the Earth, like you know uh, Twilight Sparkle, Rainbow Dash, everybody. And uh, Sunset Shimmer is in our uh, is on is on our Earth, and uh, Starlight Glimmer's back in Equestria, and all that. I mean, like you know, so forth, so forth. Equestria Girls is canon with the My Little Pony G Four series. Don't let anybody else, even the even the content creator, tell you otherwise, because it is because the portal is there, and it goes to the very same Equestria that was chronicled in the series, and back and forth, and back and forth. Ta-da. Uh, and the people, the people listening on audio, didn't see the the uh, the dice. It's just back and forth. I just, I just, to- I was just tossing it around at that time. 
Oh, that was tossing. That was that was not telekinesis. That yeah, was no, just this- tossing. That. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, um, this is. Anyway, how how uh, hard <laughs> is it? Yeah, how hard is it uh, to get people to understand this other dimension uh, that it even exists? Do they say it doesn't exist? How what's it like to try to get people to to see this? Um, it's uh, it's varying levels. I mean, not only do uh, not only is it like you know, oh, you name it, you name them, it's they exist over there in C one nine seven, unless you know they live in a alternate timeline where it's like you know somewhere in the past or farther back or in the future tense or in a post-apocalyptic dimension but yeah everybody's there like you know yeah asachis and rose shoes all the other pokemon and every single just about every single marvel superhero dc superhero you know iron man batman superman wonder woman iron man uh, i said iron man uh mm-hmm. captain captain america thor and hulk and all of them they're all there so, uh, of course Sonic himself and all the Disney and all the Disney individuals as well, like Scrooge McDuck, Darkwing Duck, Chip and Dale, Goofy, Mickey Mouse, everybody, Impossible, so forth, so on. Even all the video game characters, as uh, Mario, Luigi, Ratchet and Clank, and uh, of course uh, the CPUs of game industry, Neptune Blonde, Noir Vert, and it was a May. And of course, Mama became a seeking became the CPU of the Commodore consoles after taking in the soul of the original CPU of the Commodore consoles. Her name being Scarlet. I and, see behind you, there's a, a Commodore 64 console behind you on, on a shelf, right? Yeah, it's a second. It's a secondary one that uh, pretty much using it for display purposes at this point. We have uh, the original that Mama's had, Mama's had the entire time where that Scarlet ended up retiring in her soul, her soul ended up retiring in after her body couldn't last much longer in 1994. It says, you know, that was the uh, follow up. The uh, Commodore consoles at that time, and so and everything. I dropped the cube, uh-huh. and so that's so that's a whole lot of other things there. So yeah, uh, Mama's a big Commodore fan. Then you guys know Mr. C, her father, uh, mm-hmm. her, her dad, and the buying one that buying one as they were being pushed out. Then Mama enjoyed the video games a lot on that thing. Got, she got like bunches of floppy disks. Yeah, that's what awesome. Is, uh, and what is the oh, sorry, average Ron, day? Um, what is your average day like? Like what, what do you do when you get up? Um, what do you do, you know, in the afternoon? What, what, what's a, what's a day in the life of Sonichu like? Well, presently, all days considered, um, the most active time, most active times are definitely during the night while this body is asleep because it ends up projecting and doing everything almost like, almost like sleepwalking, but it's just like, you know, it teleports everywhere instead rather. Uh, similar to how, if you watch the show Star versus the Forces of Video, Star the Evil Star versus the Forces of Evil, where Princess Starbird fly ends up uh, going into her gold, her golden goddess type form, and, uh, and she sleep flies everywhere for a little while, essentially uh, like that. But th- but during the daytime, this um, for, or pretty much twenty four seven three sixty five, this brain is literally connected to the cosmos and. All the other dimensions and timelines. So get lots. I uh, get lots of incoming and outgoing visions and vibrations and everything. So on. You know, between local events and far events, uh, between this world, the Earth and C one nine seven, all other worlds, and so on and so forth. Have you been it's sharing that? This like, brain and body require lots of energy. Are you um, Are you streaming? Have you been making videos? Um, what have you been doing on the content side? Have you been doing like YouTube streams or? Anything uh, like we that? We don't do uh, not too many YouTube streams. The heart, so not not these days, but I mean lately, within the past few months, we've uh, I've done the reaction videos to the the TF2 analysis Anarchy Red versus Blue series. The part six coming up soon, created by Doctor Wolf and a few of the other Brony and Pega sister and an analysts of the community. And so there's that. And then anyway, aside from maybe aside from the whole. And that's everything. And med- and constant meditation every day, pretty much during the waking hours. Um, I get up. Um, I I have I eat, of course, and some. And a lot of times I go out and get point, get some walking in. But obviously, the brain work is killing a whole slew of energy. So I mean, I still exercise, but it's like the brain is doing all the exercising for me, and I'm losing the weight that way. So it does work. Mm-hmm. The brain helps you lose weight, and. And then during the downtime lately, 
staying creative and keeping uh, keeping eyes on everything because you know the way Mama drew it, drew and wrote everything. It's like she she draws them as she sees them. So she drew me as she saw me exactly. So can't blame her for you know not taking that female rose shoes have the right shoe ears because they don't. Only the male rose shoes have the uh, right shoe ears. Go figure. I mean, and uh, Rosie was destined to be female for long term. So there's that. Anyway, aside from that, we uh, uh, play random video games on the Nintendo Switch or and binge watch TV shows or watch YouTube videos or whatever, especially during this freaking pandemic. I mean, social distancing. I'm so sick of that. I'm done with this timeline. I want to go back. I want to get this by the C197. I want to get this thing boy able to transform it to a science form and everything and go back in time and prevent this pandemic from ever happening and then finally get this body back to Mamba at BabsCon 2020. And that's when that's when we'll be, able to, we'll be swapping back because she's literally stuck in the limbo of time back on the April 10th, 2020. That millisecond of a moment. So, wait, just yeah. sitting there and it'll be like an ear instant for her when I arrive. It'll be like, hey, I arrived and yeah, Mama, I'm here. So then, and then at that moment, she and I swapped back. And then, awesome, I finally completed this thing over six months. For six months. And this, and this job, being a goddess and everything, all these powers and everything, very, it truly legit. You would just, nobody would be able to have full comprehension of what goes on with this brain right. and this body and all the overpowers within it. And it's just like, you know, it's too much for me. And I had thought at one point I could do the job there then. I'm more Christine Chan, and I was wrong. I admit down that I admit that on Twitter, and so it's like you know after I put uh, so uh, now and after when she and I swap back, I play I continue I replace my loyalty and everything to do my best for I'm a Christian and everything. So yeah, we solid evidence. I I have a question about so Kevin asked about what your days were like. I have a question about something far in the future. It, let's say. It takes a while. Um, it takes a while to to make the swap. You know, you're waiting on this happening. What what happens? Because at at some point, uh, Mama's body will cease to exist. I mean, we all cease to exist at some point. What happens to Sanachu if that occurs? If it, hopefully it's you know a long, long, long time from now. But what would happen in that scenario? Yeah. That's not happening. This body is literally immortal. It's living for thousands of years. Okay, so there's no there's no concern that something could go wrong like that, or you know, you live a natural, normal, natural life and uh, it dies. We all do. That is just not a factor here. Yeah, it's not a factor here because okay, I'm getting because the portals gonna the portals are opening. They continue to open. Everybody's coming through. Going through to C one nine seven and to twelve eighteen and back and forth and back and forth and everything. Everybody's getting to know it. The dimension merge is happening. The apex of it and the, and the end of it is the end of the dimension merge is going to happen. And everything and who that's gonna be interesting. And with the and uh, around that time, I'll be I'll be in back in C one nine seven with this body doing all that and then using our skills and one and magicians and whatnot. I go back in time, friend this pandemic. So that's. Within the, that's very soon. That's very soon from now. I mean, Mama couldn't tell you the uh, exact date of the dimension merge because it was above her head. So you give it to everybody, so people can master it. When's the dimension merge gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? She had to give you an immediate guess at that moment, just on based on what she could tell from the cosmos. I mean, I mean, one time, I mean, one timeline or another, they did happen at that exact time of date. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, shoot. but this is fact. I mean, shoot. You're talking to science, you, not Christine. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Yeah. I got to get this body to Mama, and she and I are swapping back, obviously. That's just, it Sounds just good has to, me. to happen. Yeah. Well, the question that, that I think everybody who's listening live, and by the way, thank you to all the patrons who turned out for this. We actually filled up discord where we're dragging people in as spaces become available uh because we've hit the limit it's amazing and thank <laughs> you all for coming in and supporting us supporting christine or sonichu rather actually you know what uh, supporting both sonichu and mama because we are talking about both today so thank yeah. you for that this is awesome but the question that everybody has right now is <sighs> when the dimensional merge when the dimensions merge we know what happens 
to you. Uh, we, we know what happens to Sonichu and Mama. What happens to all of us when the dimensions merge? Does anything change for us? Well, those of us who have survived, I mean, obviously numbers had to decrease one side to the other. And I've mentioned this in my recent Twitter set where Rob the Rob the whole sermon and update notes that I personally handwritten hand, handwritten before that. So yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, you've had your sacrifices over the past few months where you know, in the millions they passed on, but they moved in they migrated from their bias here to their self counterparts in C one nine seven. So they've been getting the all access preview of C one nine seven and enjoying life there up to up to this point. Then from there we had like less than half a million people from C one nine seven entered their respective bodies in twelve eighteen and living their and living their lives here. And it's just you know, it's just a base it's just a basis on which body are the Two, so, two main self counterparts would be more longer surviving by fate of instance. And that's obviously determined by uh, the higher up deities and so on and so forth. And, uh, but yeah, post dimension merge, um, as Mama's described, I mean, obviously Gotham City is going to fade into 1218. And as I've listed, we had a few buildings and landmarks. Uh, come into C197 from 1218, like the statue, like your Statue of Liberty, and some of the temples in Saudi Arabia, just to name a couple of things. And obviously, what was lost in China in here in 1218 is getting replaced by this, their counterpart bases and landmarks and whatnot from C197. And it's just a whole back and forth thing, and everything's been continuing on. And you can you could even see it within the uh, news event within the you know NBC News or Twitter or what or whatever your whatever you fancy for your news updates and whatnot something that just suddenly appears no previous history of it that you initially knew about just suddenly appears and that came from c197 that's an artifact and just like to us that came from 1218 it's c197 that's an artifact from y'all there so anyway if you want to know what it's going to look like post-merge look at the uh very last look at the last episode of season four of star versus the forces are evil, and it would look something like that. But obviously, with all the, with all the uh, OCs and FCs and everything, and the uh, and the co and the coexistence of everything in the merged dimension. I mean, shoot, shoot, and of course, Carolina High School. People, more people that originally were born in twelve eighteen can have the opportunity to attend that. For just an example, there. I have uh, some really really simple questions. You're such a big gamer. Um, you're obviously a huge fan of different TV shows and, and movies. I just like to get a sense of what your favorites are. What what uh, What's your top favorite games of all time? Do you have a, uh, a top five? Yeah. Well, Mama's favorite Sonic game of all time is Sonic CD, hands down. Classic and the animation, and it's just really, really good. Uh, let's see, top favorite games. I mean, well, of course, you know, she's a diehard Sonic fan, of course, Pokemon games um but i guess it's outside that um yeah she likes gen 3 pokemon by the way you know you know it includes the stars of trico torchic and mudkip she has a level 100 plays again hyper trained and everything named inuyasha now after having gone through the bow tower in the gala region 35 ribbons wow wow i'm i'm a cubone man myself i am definitely a cubone man uh, but is there a favorite? Is there a favorite game on the Commodore sixty four platform? Because uh, going back to those days, what did you uh, like playing on that? She was a ba- she had the basic childhood and everything, but I think her favorite game to play on the old C sixty four from amongst those floppy disks that had multiple games on a single disc. Yeah, I guess one that she keeps trying and. Uh, Ends up playing on repeat from time to time is, I don't know, Pitfall. Ah, that's a classic. Yeah. So anyway, aside from that, she also she also really likes the Little Big Planet series and Bond Nation Racers and, of course, Guitar Heroes and Rock Band. Just mm-hmm. Sure. She does, she's pretty good. She's really good at that. And uh, on the TV show front, she uh, the classic, she, uh, once again, uh, show her anything Sonic and even including the Sonic Boom TV series, despite the wrong arm color. It's still a good show anyway. Uh, but anyway, aside from that, um, what's wrong with the arms? They they changed to Sonic's arm color. What? Yeah, it's been tan. It's been tan 
And it literally is tan. His his arms has always been tan. When did they go finally get it right in these present media that Sega? What did, what did they change it to? Blue? They made his arms blue. Oh. Yeah, but that that's just the whole different kind of fish right there. Uh, but anyway, so aside from that, uh, her other favorite shows include uh, Dex, well, she likes Red Skelton and uh, I Love Lucy. And we also find ourselves presently re-binging and re-binging Frasier. That's a good show. I mean, you watch yeah. it. And you tend great. to feel a little, a little bit more smart. Uh, she's <laughs> also She also enjoyed the... Uh, Bid the, bid the Care Bears and uh, Sailor Moon. Speaking of something. What about anime? You mentioned Inuyasha. Sailor Moon, obviously, is anime. What, what, what's, yeah. what are your top five anime? Uh, well, no, no particular order, but yeah, Sailor Moon, Inuyasha, uh, Hyper Dimension, Neptunia. That's another one. Um, and I guess another one I could mention that we recently been that's pretty good is Steins Gate. Oh, I yeah. really want to watch that. I heard that's great. Oh, yeah. And then the Husna. Well, I know if I can put in the top five, put either of them in the top five, but they're pretty fun. I mean, there's one that we just that's on Crunchyroll that's new that just finished the first season uh, called Rent a Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard and, of that. And we've also what? we've also watched uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Okay, huh. I haven't I, don't, I haven't heard of that one either. I've, yeah, I've heard okay, of the first few. Those they're fun. They're good. The, I also recently watched the uh, anime Erased. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check these out. I haven't heard of the. I mean, I guess I'm not up on my recent anime as much as I should be. I should be watching more. Um, well, we're gonna, if, you we're, ca- if you want to catch up on a little bit of an introductory mo- uh, uh, introductory fun, watch the uh, list of Watch Mojo. You like, you know, their anime top 10 mm. or top 20 lists. And then you get mm. a whole bunch of recommendations that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah, we're going to transition for a second uh, or in a second to just just a few questions from um, our our patrons who are joining us live. Uh, but before that, I'd love to get a sense of what's next for you, like in terms of your projects. I know that you mentioned that you're looking into getting your books published, which sounds like a really big project. Uh, what else is going on? Wh- what are you thinking about creating next? What are your what are your goals? Well, obviously, we're uh, obviously we're continuing the book series. It's still a continuous and you know never gonna reboot my never gonna reboot our series never gonna reboot our lives because it boots so it's like yeah that's the, that's the fun thing about uh, c197 uh, the uh, development the growing rate is uh, varying depending on individual and, and it's even more depending on those who chronicle us if uh, they may, i mean we typically would age around as normal if not as slower age rate but depending on the creator we can either really age slow or age normal or normal in your turn in your terms or fast um but essentially yeah and see when they seven lisa simpson is an adult and she's and she's been running for president against uh <laughs> herbert garrison who's donald trump's self counterpart there who's gonna win from south who south do you think Park? is gonna win uh lisa simpson's gonna win Lisa is that Simpson what the polls is say, jo- or is that what you think oh, wait, wait wait hold on lisa simpson is joe biden and Mr. Garrison is Donald Trump. I'm not saying that Biden is is uh, Lisa's counterpart oh, at all. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see. I mean, post dimension merge. Anyway, she will be the president of the merge dimension of the United States post merge. Anyway, so that's kind of a that's a bit that's a fade thing right there. That you know, I mean, I think I don't I shouldn't be giving too many spoilers, but I mean, Matt Groening already pretty much gave that spoiler. You know, that future episode. Mm-hmm. There's right. that. That's one spoiler I can definitely indulge in thing y'all know about. Can you give us another spoiler? It doesn't have uh, to be a serious one. It can be anything. Like, what's something that, <coughs> excuse me, what's something that we would never expect that we're going to get after the merge? Is there anything cool? Yeah, let me wrap it up a little bit. I'm not giving you a sponsor or anything, but eh, thank you. <laughs> a, like, oh, cool. Is that good? Yeah. I wanted I like to try plastic, it. The, reclo- the reclosable tab. There's a plastic. I learned today there's a plastic thing underneath that literally huh. keeps it sealed. So, you know, when you close it, it closes that seal. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so there's so something That else. was a can of Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel, uh, by yeah. the way. Yeah, just with for the reclosable our, our tab. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Uh, let me see. What else can I see? Is there actually, oh, yeah. is there anything that is too scary to tell us 
Like, are there things that you know that you really don't want that, that nobody else can know? Is there a, a burden of holding those things in? Among which, yes. But in the, in the end, everybody's going to continue living in a <laughs> continuing living in a good, healthy, coexistent type of lifestyle. Except now it'd be like between, you know, regular normal people who previously were considerably regular by this dimension standards, but in the post-merge, you're going to find high, better heightened abilities, especially amongst the content creators, authors, writers, authors, 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 and authors. <laughs> but but you, see my, you see my point. Everybody's going to have increased abilities post-merge. Sure. So, yeah, there's that <sighs> There's that one, but also, in, also later on, we're going to have like a mighty powerful force that comes from another galaxy that we're going to end up uh, having to face together to help defend this planet from but that's hold up for another kettle fish right there that i'm not gonna go too much into but, but hey, it sounds like to, it's gonna be a wild ride yeah but yeah hey everybody will get to meet like bruce wayne clark kent tony stark uh, captain america they get they get inside kim possible mario everybody everybody get to meet everybody can have a chance to cross paths meet their favorite their favorite ocs and fcs and even their own perspective ocs and you know, even go to Equestria or other planet it's on, on an ease and so forth. So it'll be, that's, that's definitely awesome. going to be good. Everybody in the chat is, is excited for that. You know, uh, Jeff says, yeah, he's looking forward to meeting them all. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to meet these people? Tom Videoger says that's amazing. Uh, Dojangles points out that friendship is magic, which it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. So everybody's excited about this. Um, we do, uh, we do have a couple questions, uh, from, from the patrons. Um, one is from Isaac. Uh, Isaac wants to know your favorite, uh, favorite, my little pony episode. Is there a favorite? The G4 episode. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, offhand, I could say episode 100 slice of life, but she also really likes the, uh, dusk before dawn episode where Celestia and Luna end up going on va- going out on vacation. So there's that one. And, uh, and oh, by the way, we do not talk about the uh, season nine finale because they, because Hasbro just Why? really took it too far. That's too far in the future. It's premature, especially since G4 literally has five more seasons. So if that was just a whole premature thing they did, just telling everybody, hey, this is it, calling it the series finale because it's not, again, five more seasons. Forget about G5. It's too soon to do G5 at all. And we, Mama said this like <laughs> some time ago too, and I'm just forwarding that as well. So, I mean, we, but yeah, we don't talk about the episode 26 of season nine of G4 at all. Mm-hmm. See, she's seen it once, and once is enough. That's it. All right? <laughs> we don't talk about it around here. And, uh, they, they oh, we, I think we uh, have another. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, aside from that, other episodes, uh, she has a bunch of other fair episodes. Uh, but I can definitely sit, tell you all that uh, her favorite out of the uh, main sits, uh, tied at top, uh, top is uh, our Applejack and Rainbow Dash. But then she also likes Twilight okay. Sparkle. And uh, of the background ponies, she really likes uh, Muff, she really likes Derpy, she likes DJ Pontry and Octavia. Okay. Oh, we have some, we have she, some more questions. Got- There's one. Oh. And she also has uh, yeah, a, keep going. Uh, okay. appreciation for Starlight Glimmer and Sunset Shimmer, despite their past flaws. All right, next question. Okay. It's also a My Little Pony question. It's from Jeff. Um, he wants to know if you have the My Little Pony Magic the Gathering cards. He does and wants to know if you have them. Uh, no, we don't. No? Since you brought up Are the they? Card, we did get this recently, the Bushido figure. Oh, sweet. Can, can you describe that for our listeners who aren't watching live right now on well, Discord? A, what a, is a Bushido figure? Well, it's an artist-rendered figure with so much detail, just a represent, just a representation of human Rainbow Dash and, of course, pony Rainbow Dash together. Obviously, that's not the right scaling. I mean, obviously, poor, uh, pony Rainbow Dash be like up to here in respect of human height. So, but yeah, this is... But, Rainbow Dash is just awe-inspiring and awesome, despite her flaws and everything. Oh, hey, look at this. She put it on its side, even. Looks like she's flying like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks like <laughs> Superman. Great. Oh, that's great. Uh, so the next one is, um, 
let's see. Mr. McCons uh, asks, just how are things going for Mama at home? Is is health good? Just how is Mama's life? Oh, life is fair and good for you know Mama for his body and everything. As good as it gets, and we're mm-hmm. talking and we're good. We're doing good with Magic Chan, Rosie, and everyone else here. We got. I mean, this place, this temple is very well protected. You enter this yard, you're gonna you're gonna really feel the magic. You're gonna feel the psychic powers. It's like you're literally bridging into C one nine seven, though not totally just at this present moment. And uh, to to alleviate a follow a potential following question, Barbara's health. She's doing very good. She's healthy and well. Oh, good. We, and I just we and literally just today we took her out to. Uh, an appointment with her cardiologist and she's she checked out she's doing very good okay good and just just for the fans here uh barbara is mama's mama right yeah yeah yep. everybody wants to hear from barbara everybody wants to see barbara <laughs> oh they do i mean i can kind of relate since you know barb's a lot older born in 41 uh, yeah, she oh yeah that's turns, a while ago i think she just turned 79 this year yeah, her birthday's yeah. the 1st of October. Oh, okay. Well, it, we're only a few weeks off from that, so happy birthday to Barb. Uh, yeah. 79 is a while. That's great. Um, when somebody asks you, uh, this is a, another one from Jeff. It's a very good one. Um, but if somebody asks you a basic question like, what do you what do you do for a living? What do you do? Uh, how, how do you answer that? Because what you've described over the last hour is really complex. So what what would you tell somebody who asked you that? Uh well pretty much presently um you can you may consider on the perspective of this dimension unemployed getting by on social security income because of the touch of autism in this noggin and and then also getting little bits of income from whatever sales we make with the books and whatever else sure. and especially with uh, our new expansion we're making with the new store that's opening up soon with our mm-hmm. uh, the help of our new business allies and mm-hmm. our friends and, and whatnot and so forth. Uh, it's been a, it's been, it was a rough road with the because uh, with a few months ago with the Quickville shopping online website mm-hmm. we had yeah missed a payment that's why that missed a payment to the web oh. post and that's why that fell off that the, went that down. Why, that's why that website yeah. fell off the map. And actually, yeah, actually for good reason, because, I mean, considering present obligations, responsibilities, events, and everything, uh, it's not exactly an easy to do job to, for one in, for one individual tangible in this dimension alone. So yeah, outsourcing, absolutely delegating. <laughs> we talk about that on so many of our episodes on how important it is for for people to delegate and outsource and have people help them. You know, yeah. you've got to have help and or once it's again, too hard. Yeah. Friendship is magic. Friendship is magic. And it's not only magic. It also gets things done. Yeah. Friendship gets things done. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's, that's really awesome. Um, there are two questions that go together. And so uh, I, I want to ask those together. Lars from the first podcast, which is, uh, the number one enemy of the create unknown, the only way to understand how bad the first podcast is, is to listen to it for five, six, seven years, every episode. And only then will you know how terrible they are. Lars is one of the, the co-hosts along with Doplex. And he asks, um, he makes a really good point that a lot of people in, in mama's situation in Sonichu's situation, uh, would have given up on having a public presence uh, on the internet a long time ago because of all the difficulty that you both went through. Um, You've been a a really prime target for trolling. So what drives you to continue to interact with people uh, to do things like like this podcast? How do you keep going? She's had to learn a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, these faded falls and foibles that it made her feel disappointed and crestfallen for the most part i mean eventually i mean obviously she realized that she couldn't stay that way forever but then she uh finally found a way to pick herself back up and then she started really counting her blessings every day and everything and so on and so forth follow um follow with the events and listen to magic chan and so on and so forth and yeah she's been 
more self-confident. I mean, that is pretty much the problem with a lot of people these days. They have, they don't have self-confidence. It's like, you know what? Hey, tough up, people. You got some self-confidence within you. <laughs> Find your spark and zap it out. I like it. And that goes a long way. A little bit of that goes a long way. And the second question on that was from James, and you pretty much just answered it. He he wanted to know how uh, you deal with, with the hate and not just, you know, uh, blocking people, but how you deal with it mentally. And you just described that, a real positive attitude about it. Uh, well, there is an additional answer I can give in response to that question. Uh, okay. I just essentially uh, ignore the comments. And obviously, yeah. Mama definitely put it in her brain after somebody, after somebody, after one of her ticklets has told her to it. Just, you know, saying, haters to the left. To the left. <laughs> we got just so a couple I'm, more here. They're good. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, there's another one that we end up that mama end up learning from Dr. Wolf that is also relevant in this case when he finds a in a moment of emotional distress that feels like could overtake him. He find he finds a moment in his mind where he tells him, "Ah, I was expecting you. I accept, I accept and I appreciate your presence and emotion. We're done and we're done here. There's the exit. So out goes the bad emotion." Sounds uh, good to I mean, me. Obviously, look up that obvious live is a moment with Dr. Wolf videos, but I forgot exactly what he said. But yeah, he's, he's very smart. That's good advice. I mean, even though, he's, even though his brain is mostly on the numbers and number crunching and finances and all that, he and he's uh-huh. not, and he's not, uh, he's not a certified psychologist. He does pretty, he does pretty good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so uh, this is, um, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to order these so they they make sense. Um, oh, here's a, here's a quick one that goes back to the merge a little bit. Vladimir Lemon uh, wants to know if he will be able to make if he will be able to make OCs post merge. Will OCs be able to manifest? Yes, they will. But there will be a variable where where they will come up into existence in our merge dimensions, or will they or they will end up existing in a nearby alternate timeline or alternate dimension, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, uh, or what the new default could end up being from that. Because you know, when you when you create an OC or FC, they uh, d- they typically start off with C one nine seven until when they until should time come when they are assigned to be in a different place in time or a different dimension that's different from this one. Like even Steven Universe and the Crystal Gem states this in an alternate timeline where World War II never happened. Oh, so, but there's well, still a portal to get there. There's still a portal to get there from C197. So yeah, people mm. go through that portal and then go find Steven over there in that, in that part of northeastern United States. I forget what state though. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not Jersey. I know. I know it's nearby though. That's excellent. That's excellent. So uh, we let me see. We have we have uh, yeah a couple little questions, and then Kevin's got one for you. Um, uh, Monsieur Chinchilla uh, asks about the things behind you, and you've got a lot of great stuff uh, behind you. You know, on the wall, you've got such a good collection. And uh, before the fire, I mean, you had an epic collection of just so many things so many different things from lego to toys to oh it was fantastic looking at your old videos and seeing uh, it, it was like an incredible museum you've got a great collection now what's the most prized possession in your room in this room in um, this yeah i'd have to say our arrangement of magic and healing stones like for example got an arrangement we have these chunks of amethyst that Oh, they yeah. got like a portal of arrangements around here. Uh, oh, that's going to fall in a minute. Uh, we also have Ooh. this little Sira stone, which is a bit of transformational oh, portion nice. that has soul inside it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to do this thing now. And okay, yeah, here we go. Things are falling. Well, it's that layer again. So, but we have the majority of our smaller magic healing stones in this pouch. And it's a replica of oh, the, that's a nice sack. the Harry Potter movies that Hermione had. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that the is that the sack that Hermione had where it um it held like everything of every size? Yeah, among which, but yeah, but you could say it pretty much does that. This thing really works. Just yeah. Whoop, and that's a big sack. Yeah, yeah. All these a bunch of healing stones, a lot of them, and 
this one yeah. pouch, which also has this little, yeah. pin, this little, this little pin on it from GE that was Mr. C's. It's literally a little oh, bit of nice. carrot. It's literally a bit of ten fourteen carat gold. I'm not exactly sure how much, but that's there. Gold yeah. is also a yeah, and that's for the people listening. Metal. That's uh, the General Electric logo, the classic GE logo. It's very cool. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, so you got a lot of healing stones then. So out of everything, if you had to uh, pick up one thing and run for your life, you would grab the healing stones and go. Mm, I would. I would. I would like to say yes to that, but I gotta feel like I'm gonna need the phone at some point. Oh, you gotta have your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. You gotta have your Good phone. Good call on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get the internet on uh, the stones. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, oh! Really quickly, uh, Samu asked, uh, "Do uh, does does Mama do art commissions?" Um, yeah, but um, not presently at this time because we're concentrating on everything at the present moment with the present events, and especially getting this body and me back into C one nine seven so we can do all of that. Well, that's the priority. Um, yeah, Conrad, Hedgehog priority one. Uh, Hedgehog priority one. Hedgehog priority one. Right. I love it. Um, you gotta, you gotta set the the agenda like that. Conrad uh, and Tom Videoger um, had a joint question together. They wanted to know what uh, Sonichu and Mama thought about the live action Sonic movie. Yeah, recent movie is really good. I yeah, mean, you like Obviously, the obviously the original character model for Sonic. By the way, yeah, just to let y'all know, Sonic and I, Sonic end up being my mentor and i end up being his protege for a little while and learning, learning how to bear management speed and abilities and you know he, I, he even helped me master the homing attack and spin dash among which and i even learned how to break dance from him so but there's also a bit break of shipping dance. between him and i so yeah sonic's my senpai oh oh i have i'm so sorry because that was supposed to be the last question but i have one that i wanted to ask a long time ago and i forgot earlier um at about six months ago you changed your twitter bio to uh or mama did rather saying uh mrs christine w chandler uh how what what happened uh how did how did uh, mama become a missus well in uh march 2018 she uh she married Magic Chance signed you and Grisel Rose Chu. And then a few months later in June, she ended up also marrying Sylvana Rose Chu and the one and only Mewtwo that was literally cloned by Team Rocket, as shown in the one movie. Yeah, you got the one Mewtwo there that's been that way. Then every other Mewtwo is just the one that were essentially done from the Mew clone as, as chronicled in Pokemon Red and Blue and Green and Yellow. And every legendary and mythical, unless they are, are they're essentially mechanical like that but for the majority of them including Mewtwo they can't reproduce okay it's just a bit of a low it's just a bit, a bit of a lower spawn rate obviously and how many species um, total then are involved in this marriage species well half you and have Sanchu you got uh, a couple of Roshu and uh, Sanchu and Mewtwo so I guess that's, that's three four four yeah yeah okay all right. Yeah, uh, I noticed uh, when that change, you know, uh, was made in the bio, and I thought, huh, there's got to be there's got to be a story here. So, congratulations on uh, elevation to Mrs. for Mama. That's very yep. cool. And all the uh, wedding rings are right here on this hand. That's a wedding ring. That's a wedding ring. Oh, both, them, yeah. both of them are white gold, and that's a wedding ring. And this one is a replica from Uncharted. You know, Nathan Jack's ring, but that's another wedding ring. Yeah, that's great. I wish the audio listeners uh, who will hear this down the line uh, could could see that. But yeah, you've got an entire hand of of rings uh, spread across. Seven nice. rings in hand. Seven? Oh, it's both hands. Across the yeah. land. Got a bunch of rings <laughs> across the land and even three on this wristband. <laughs> More rings. Oh, that's beautiful um, stuff. We... Uh, I have to I actually have two questions. Sorry, uh, I have one question that we that we end every episode with. But before we get to that, I the the Sonic movie just sparked something in my brain. I would love to hear your perspective on that original Sonic the Hedgehog design that came out that that created such a backlash oh. that they ended up changing it. They ended up remaking the movie because it looked so weird. Uh, what were your yeah, thoughts so on that Sonic? <laughs> yeah, Tell us about that, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just 
No, not with the face was just playing wrong. And there's just a few other aspects as well. And Mama did complain about the blue orange once again, but that felt minor. They they decided to keep that in for the movie, but oh well, no big, no harm, no foul. Sonic's arms are always going to be tan, obviously. But yeah, the original design was just eh, no good. That's no good. It was and very scary. Yeah, but since <laughs> you know, scary. just to finish that on a quote from the Sonic movie that's actually been memorized. So as I crashed the cold, dark waters of the Pacific, I realized a few things. A, I have no idea where I'm going. B, Somewhere stings. And see, I shouldn't even be here right now, but I am. Why? Why? Because <laughs> you shot me. You shot me. I'm wet. I'm cold. There's a fish on my head. And clearly, I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah. That is, that's the best <laughs> finisher we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, we'll get you out on this last question. It's one that we ask every single one of our guests and we always end our episodes with this. Every guest. So, every guest. Yep. Uh, so here it is. Sonic Chew. What is your fursona? I think mama's Sonic Chew form is her fursona, but as for me, since I'm already pretty much fur all furred up, uh, mm-hmm. I guess if I decide if I ever want to be a different species, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe something like a cheetah or a cat. I don't know. Maybe I have a good relationship with I... Mama's cat. Oh, um, what's what's but, Mama's cat's name? Uh, she's got two cats that are inside, um, Baby and Sylvia. And I've been getting along well with Sylvia lately. She's a pretty good cat. That's cool. We both we both have cats. Uh, my cat's name is Pig, and Pig is asleep on the floor over there. The little piggo is sleeping on the floor. <laughs> I bet you say that to all the ladies. <laughs> My little pig is asleep on the floor. <laughs> classic Matt pickup line. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, listen, Sonichu, thank you so much. Uh, this was a big, um, a big surprise for us. Uh, we we feel very lucky that yeah. you were able to come on our show, um, as witnessed by the amount of people in the chat. The amount of responses that we got when we announced this episode, it was just really nothing but excitement. So it really was great for us. And um, thank you for for taking the time to to spend with us today. Yeah, zapping it up to the extreme. Krakow. All right. Zap it up to the extreme. Um, if you want to join us for live episodes in the future, just go to patreon.com slash the create unknown. Join us there. But until next time, see you, Space Cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. We'd like to extend a huge thank you and a congratulations to the listeners who made our Save the Babies Drive a success. Many new $2 tots and dumpster crew members, you have saved tiny little lives. A tremendous shout out to our elite baby gang. Trevsdead, Boromir, Bot Dogs, Chinchilla, Cat, Isaac, Conrad, James Gallagher, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, and our newest sweet little babies, Dojangles and the Catboy Latermint. And thank you to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry, Jen Mafasanti, Kevin with an E Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebread, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Monahim, and the newest recruit, Private First Class Ryan Kinder. Thank you to our producer and editor, Ben Webster, and our social media manager, Dan Yoshua. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production. <laughs>